pretty. <laughs> you did what? You said one clap. You did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be so funny. Okay, oh it'll be fine. I'll work it out. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, just before, uh, well, anyway, I'm recording, so I'll just edit this out. What do you want me to call you? Um, whatever, Brian. <laughs> no, no, because like some people, they don't want to say their name, or you might want to go by like B Jinx, or you know. So I always ask the question. Yeah, you can call you me Big Jinx. I want to go by like Mr. Biggs. I don't know. Mr. Biggs. <laughs> they call me Big Daddy Biggs. They call me that. That's what I want. I think that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can call me Brian B. Jinx, whatever. Whatever comes okay. natural. Jenkins, okay. whatever. So, hello. So, hello and welcome to Color Out the Box podcast. And as always, this is Mo. And this week, I'm joined by a special guest from across the Atlantic pond. And that is Brian. Brian, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? I'm Brian B. Jinx. Um, glad to be here today, you know, via the Internet. Appreciate yes. that. Appreciate you having me. Yes, I'm not in the States. I'm still in North London. Um, so, <laughs> so we're going to try and make this work. So hopefully everything is fine. So, um, Brian, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So I think you should start off with um, your podcast. Oh, yes. So I have a on hiatus right now podcast uh, called Me, My Thoughts and Eyes, which is um podcast where essentially it's what it sounds like it's really just me talking to myself thinking out loud about whatever um it's been a while since i've recorded and it's probably gonna be a little while longer before i record another episode and that's because i am in school working on my phd right now um here at howard and so Oh, here at Howard University. Yes, yes, yes. Get yes. that in. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> I, you know what? I, 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 I thought about not saying that. Just <laughs> no, that's where, what we want to hear. You're like my yeah. first person. You're the first person that I've known that's gone to Howard University. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think about it because people, um, people get on Howard, folks. And I, I think about Gene Demby, who is um, over at NPR on um gosh what's the, i forgot the name of their podcast but anyway I, he, he made this comment before it's like how do you know someone goes to howard it's like they tell you within the first 10 seconds one of those things it's like i'm not oh, smart okay <laughs> is it one of those things like oh i go to oxford yeah yeah prestigious um university right so yeah and and also it's a hbcu yes um, historically black college, college. university I, and university okay yeah i got that one <laughs> Mm-hmm. so um yeah so i think it'll be good to tell the listeners because how i even know you is through the internet mm-hmm. and also i listen to your own podcast me my thoughts and eyes and mm-hmm. it's probably what the, on a growing list of solo podcasters that i listen to and i never thought i would listen to somebody just talk <laughs> when you think about it you're just, they're just talking to themselves but and it wasn't it my plan to do that really either. interesting 
Thank you. Thank you. And it wasn't my plan either to 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 do that. I was trying to um record with some homies like we we talked about having podcast for years and then I was trying to make it line up and kind of we were talking about earlier where there were some technical difficulties that sort of stopped it and but I I really wanted to do it and so I just said I'm gonna just do it by myself so the plan is that it's only temporary and eventually if I keep going forward with a podcast it's with more than one person but it's hard (laughs) yeah by yourself it takes a lot more extra work well i was it's funny because i've been having conversations with other podcasters and i suppose solo podcasters but not in the way that you're you just record by yourself but some people like myself that normally have a guest but they do the whole podcast thing themselves so do all the editing upload your social media everything and just basically it gets a bit hard when it's just you're just a one-man band doing everything by yourself Mm -hmm, mm um so sometimes i like i miss having like a partner in crime to like help me yeah oh i mean you know let your emotions out go ahead <laughs> you saw, you saw, it, it, go ahead and express yourself it's hurting <laughs> yeah it is it is but yeah. i guess so i would say your podcast if i had to describe it it's kind of um musings and um kind of like random thoughts or like packaged into like 20 or 50 minute chunks do you think that's a good description i think so better than i could say so yes <laughs> oh okay you can use that just um pay me. i will thank you i'll cite, well, I, I, <laughs> I'll cite you um <laughs> so Remember, this is recorded this conversation so you'll have to compensate me let's edit it in post real quick let's just (laughs) matter of fact let's redo it let's go back so i can say that (laughs) welcome to the me my thoughts and eyes podcast the podcast that's a collection of random thoughts from a scattered brain i am your host jinx listener discretion may be advised so um so just getting into like the main topic well not straight into the main topic i because we are doing this like um, cross Atlantic um, call. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, Nigerian, Black British, you're African American. One of the things that I know that we always talk about every now and then is just the perception of our different cultures from um, each other. And I kind of just want to have a, like a quick kind of like convo. Like I feel, or and I was talking about with my friends, that the mm-hmm. Um, awareness of like black british culture is growing within america do mm-hmm. you think the same or um i agree so i think the 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 awareness of the diaspora in general is growing yeah um and so you see a lot of like Afrobeats is really you know a thing now which is good oh um, do you listen to Afrobeats? Um, I guess a little bit. I don't know exactly what you classify. I listen to some artists. I don't know. Does Burner Boy count as? Yeah, Afro definitely. Beat. Does Burner Boy count? Yeah, I listen to Burner Boy a yeah. little bit. And um, uh, I forget somebody else's name, but I, I'm not like deep, deep into it just yet. But yeah. that's also because just time. Like I haven't had the time to be digging into music like I normally would. Yeah. But um, in general, I think yeah, it's it's starting it's starting to spread, which is a a good thing overall in my opinion and not that you can speak for all (laughs) african-americans 
Um, even that, do you would do you still go by the term African American, or would you prefer Black American or neither? Um, yeah, I go by it. It, it depends. Uh, these days I use just black in general more. Okay. So I might say black Americans, but usually I like in the context of a lot of the work, like I'm reading or if I'm writing, I just say black people in general. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Because usually if I'm right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> Cause I'm usually, I'm talking about something typically it's about African Americans, but um, like if we're, I don't know, it just depends. Honestly, like I have no qualms with either. Okay. Either, um, I think the reason why I even just queried that is because I've become like aware re- recently of the ADOS or ADOS movement. Um, so, and listen to some of the things that people have been saying around that and understanding the, the distinction between someone being wanted to be called Black American versus African American. So now I actually ask. So um, the question. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of, I know we've always talked about it in the past in terms of like the whole acting situation. So um, where black British actors have been accused of, you know, stealing all the jobs in mm-hmm. America. You took our jobs. Did y'all do? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, we're just coming over there and stealing all the jobs with our good accents, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. imitations. Which uh, I'll get to that point in a minute. But what do you think about all of that? Do you, how, how do you feel? I feel like y'all need to stay over there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> do your own media, make your own stuff pop, and let us yeah. have a chance. Nah. Overall, it's, I try not to get caught up in yeah. like, diaspora wars like that because I, I understand usually whenever we, we have misunderstandings of our, of each other it all stems for just white supremacy in the ways that we have been forced and taught about you know to have these these bad ideas and look um perceptions of each other yeah but in in specific to the uh the acting piece it is it is funny that it's so many actors who not even so. just black but just so many actors and actresses yeah you would never know until they're given an interview and you're like, oh, dang, they're not from here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I personally don't feel slighted about it, but I understand like yeah. people's issues with it. Right. I understand that it's, it's sort of this, um, I guess, idea in Hollywood that British actors, specifically we're looking at black British actors, are more, I guess, acceptable than us they're better um more well trained uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. right so i understand there's like that idea that kind of kind of comes into it it's a little bit of a i want to say respectability in it but it's just this american ideal in general that you hear that british accent and that someone is smarter yeah. or you know yeah i i think there is this perception that all the british actors have like had like shakespeare right training and um yeah and and uh, i hear the term classically trained come up a lot Mm -hmm. um but i would say from the black british actors point of view in terms of within the uk so when i was growing up Mm -hmm. our um view of um 
black culture, there was a little bit that was black British and a lot of black American culture. So I'm talking about shows like The Fresh Prince, The Cosby mm-hmm. Show, um, stuff like that, Sister Sister. We grew up like watching that and there wasn't that many kind of like examples from the black British lens. Mm-hmm. And you know, America is where Hollywood is and there's still this thing of like if you're if you really want to make it in the entertainment industry, you need to make it in Hollywood. So right. the actors go where they're supposed to make it and one of the also big factors is black british actors can do american accents very good you guys i'm sorry your british <laughs> accents are terrible <laughs> well once again as, as, as we talked about you y'all had the um <laughs> the privilege of watching our culture yes <laughs> for we, generations we've been, we've growing been training. up yeah you've been training but and we and we have not so um i told you though we we gonna catch up give a generation like i'm already here yeah. like with, with the way peppa pig and all that's popping off over here like these young kids they gonna have it down yeah. it's over for y'all it's over for y'all in one more generation we got it maybe two, I feel, two max i feel like peppa pig and like top boy has been there's a lot of people trying to do Mm-hmm. What we call like uh, I don't know like mandem um, roadman kind of like accents or trying to talk in that way use that slang or lingo, right. and um, it's pretty bad um, I must <laughs> say. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, points for trying. <laughs> but <laughs> you guys good. might want to get together and work on that a little bit more. These are my ends, my you, my youngers, my YGs. You get me, fam? I'm the only one shot in food, fam. All right, safe, bruv. In a bit. Yeah. Laters. You get me? Man them. But I get See. what you're saying, because um, I think what's been really good in the recent years is, um, as I said, when I was growing up, when we talked about black culture, black history, it was a lot centred around um black culture in america whereas now especially in the uk i would say it's so much more widespread and we have our own kind of like subculture which is like african mixed with like the caribbean mm-hmm. um kind of like um diaspora that all mixed together as well as the wider kind of um, diaspora, because many of us are like first generation um, immigrants into the country. So we still are heavily influenced by our home country and culture. So I always say to people, I'm Nigerian first, and then I would say that I am black, and then I would say I'm black British. It literally goes in that order. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah. and and I, I appreciate, like, I really like learning and and uh you know seeing other cultures specifically ours like other black people across the diaspora and in more recent years i've been working and trying to learn more so like okay. conversations with you are, are examples and so i would i love i haven't watched top boy yet but i love seeing these other shows um start coming into more prominence like a chewing gum or uh yeah I even think what well, is the movie, but Attack the Block. I really liked um, with young John DeBoyega. and um, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's other stuff like because I did also grow up watching. 
British and I shows think, to a degree, but not like we didn't get anything black, which I don't know how much y'all had, but we got like Mr. Bean and Family Jewels, yeah, I think his name was, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. We got Bean, those shows. I, <laughs> I feel faulty like Mr. Towers. Bean is not a good ref on Faulty Towers. See, those are very like British. But uh-huh. if you wanted to say like an old show that's like, so we had things like The Real McCoy and this show called Desmond's that was literally set in a barbershop um, mm. in London and it's a, a black, black barbershop. Okay. Yeah, it was a black show. So, but it was, I don't know if, if you could watch it now because it was, had it was, it played on very big like stereotypes of like what African people were and um caribbean mm-hmm. people were so but that was the go-to show if you wanted to know a little bit about like black black british culture but yeah but i think with things like netflix the gap is like closing because like you said chewing gum i oh i it blows my mind that you guys watch that because i feel like it's so it's so british um but you get it Sweet. yeah yeah like my family loves it most people i know love it um it's another show i've been wanting to watch but i can't find it over here or how to get a hold of it. i think it's called like time wasters um, oh yeah you yeah you seen that one is it good i haven't watched it i think oh. it's a bbc show i know or maybe itv but yeah i know the one that you're talking about yeah i wanted to see that but um i might have to bootleg it for you and send it over we might have yeah, to edit that out yeah yeah take that out <laughs> <laughs> we know they're listening <laughs> yeah i'll just send it to you it's fine yeah, i'll work it out um, yeah. and i suppose that's what um what's his name mr tyler perry is doing he's creating <laughs> his own his own space yeah um yeah tyler perry is a complicated figure but <laughs> he has <laughs> he has done that um which is something to be applauded in in terms of like the empire he's been building um despite how you feel about the quality of his movies which is low but <laughs> yeah but but uh i mean i I'm more of a Tyler Perry defender these days than I than I am oh, a hater. Okay. More so now I've hated for a long time. Granted, I've watched <laughs> Madea movies. I've enjoyed and I've laughed at Madea. They So <laughs> he, you know, I think Angela Bassett, at least I saw this as a quote from what Angela Bassett said, because somebody okay. asked her, um, why was she doing a Tyler Perry film when, you know, she has all these acting chops and she's you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you don't need to do a Tyler Perry film. Why are you doing one? She said, because Tyler, Tyler Perry is hiring, you know? Yeah. So regardless, he's hiring and he's paying and giving actors and actresses, black actors and actresses, this opportunity that the rest of Hollywood is really not giving them. So yeah, granted, you know, there's a lot of stereotypical, uh, especially stereotypes of black women, negative stereotypes. Yeah within the film and (laughs) also can i can i interject also the poor the poor use of man wigs in a lot of these films as well (laughs) the wigs that's probably the biggest (laughs) atrocity right (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, if he addresses that, then I'd be completely on his side, you know. That's it. So. Like, if it had good wigs, then we'll be all right. We'll <laughs> overlook everything else, but you can't have both. You can't. <laughs> you know you what it is? Be- it's because he'll put, like, a wig on, like, a, a on a man, like a, mm-hmm. like a cane rolls, like, going back. And I'm just like, why can't the guy just have his, like, natural hair, like... I feel like I'm having to support, like, you know, black men's natural hair. It's weird. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. So, that's, yeah. (laughs) But, But, I mean, there's a, not that this is excuse, this excuses him. That It's not like he's the only one that has these terrible movies and stereotypes. And um, I think, obviously, there's an audience for it. Um, Definitely. Just like, even with, I mean, I look at it in the same sense of like those Van Wilder movies. If you ever seen them, like the typical drunk white college boy movies, and, oh, and all okay, these. None yeah, of, yeah, like I, what do you say? Yeah, I think it's like is that like American Pie type stuff or not yeah, so yeah. So like the B grade American Pie. So yeah, just okay. like that. But then like their American Pie, we would say is a a list movie right it's very popular but then there are all yeah. the ones that are like b and c list just like that um and yeah. I, I put it but yeah i put it all in i put it in that category right i'm like in one end like white people have been making a lot of money for generations off of mediocre yeah. or less films that are yeah. very stereotypical playing off sort of the same thing so why shouldn't tyler be able to do it that that doesn't necessarily justify i don't know any negative stuff he's been pushing within it but i mean if you look at it in the context of the rest of hollywood there's that um and i mean for for me one of the things that how i kind of balance the whole because t- i agree with you like a lo- i've watched some of his films and literally part way through the film like i can't watch this anymore it's ridiculous <laughs> but one thing i would say is if someone is gonna profit off um black stereotypes at least let it be black people and as you yes. say, he hires black people. There's black people behind and in front of the camera mm-hmm. in terms of the crew. And now he's got this huge studio in Atlanta mm-hmm. that's going to create so many jobs, again, right. for black people. Then that's how I kind of reconcile the whole um, stereotype thing. And then hopefully he will give opportunity to like new kind of up and coming filmmakers that can also tell different stories as well. Right, exactly. That's the biggest thing I'm hoping to see come from that. Um, yeah. So he's, I mean, just like every other major figure out here, um, and really every other person, like no one is free of criticism. No one is perfect. No. Um, but not I, even I, me. It's not possible. Right. Exactly. We all are. <laughs> and I mean, I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot to criticize, but I think there's also at least there's a lot to kind of applaud or or to a degree at least like give them props for although I, I will say the i guess the last thing which a lot of people bring up he he is he i think he built the compound where he did so he can't he can they can't unionize right like the workers so that's oh, okay Right. So that's that's one thing. He doesn't support the labor unions or whatever of I guess the crew or however that works in Hollywood. So that is something I you know, I don't don't wanna overlook as well, which is problematic. Yeah. So there's that. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said, no one's perfect. <laughs> Not at um, all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um 
I think, why don't we just take a moment and move on to our main discussion point um, from mm-hmm. one problematic fave to another. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, and welcome back to Colour Out The Box podcast. I don't think I said my socials at the beginning, so you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Wow, my mind went completely blank there. <laughs> so, um, Brian, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was um, the conundrum, the complicated complexity that is Mr. Kanye West. And <laughs> <laughs> this is on the back of the, um, you know, he's got his recent album album release, um, Jesus is King. I always mm-hmm. want to say Jesus is Lord because I don't know if you've heard it, there's this like sound and bite meme on the internet that goes Jesus is Lord. Have you oh, heard of it? I, I don't think I have. It's fine. I'll insert the sound clip here. <laughs> but... <laughs> Jesus is Lord. But yeah, that's whenever I hear like the title of his album, I think of that. But um, yeah, so and then just just kind of like understanding, unwrapping. Do we forgive? Do we not forgive? Are we going to listen to the album? Are we going to support him? Are we not? So um, and also one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation with you, because you go to Howard University, mm-hmm. I wanted to get your input on the recent is it homecoming that he performed? Well, his choir and him they performed that. And what was your take on that whole situation? And yes. did you go? And how did you feel about it? And your fellow students. So um, a lot to cover, a lot to mm-hmm. unpack. Why don't we start with yeah? Let's start with um, his recent homecoming performance at Howard University. Okay, so yeah, he came through for homecoming. Um, it wasn't so it wasn't for Yard Fest. I I think to clarify that. Um, so Yard Fest is something that happens at, at Howard. That's on Friday, and that's basically just a big concert, whatever, like the okay. baby performing and all that. So he wasn't at that. Um, okay, he came on Saturday morning, which it got right. announced. I think late. I don't know how many people knew about it beforehand, but it got announced. I think at like six a.m. or something like that that he was gonna be there at eight. I actually found out the night before, but okay. it wasn't like I don't think it was like public knowledge yet at that point. But no, I did not go. Um, I thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious to see how it is. But then I thought about it. I was like, one, I don't want to get up for that. Two, I already yeah. know how it is. Like I can just watch the video. Like it's. I don't think I need to be in the number to experience. So him. he came he came with his Sunday service um yes. choir, which mm-hmm. we've been seeing clips of, you know, them singing and it does sound great, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I love you know, and that's the thing that kinda gets me because black people, we love a black choir, we love a gospel choir, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like he's slightly manipulating us, but yeah, so. Yeah. 
So your decision not to go, was it a conscious decision in terms of because it's Kanye and his whole thing? Or was it just more like logistically you just didn't want to go? Um, it was mostly a conscious decision because right. I was going up there to campus anyway that morning, like probably a little shortly after it was over. So I could have easily made it there for that. Yeah. But I just didn't really want to. I, I, for the most part, I haven't been, I just been like, eh, whenever Kanye does something, it's like, eh, it's yeah. whatever. I, it's, it's gotten to that point for the most part. I just ignore it. I don't feel like expending any energy on him. Obviously we're talking about him now, but yeah. <laughs> for the, <laughs> so there's some energy, but for the most part, it's like, he does stuff and I'm just like, that's fine. That's, yeah. I mean, it's not fine, but it's also whatever i can't stop him personally so he's gonna do what he's gonna do i'm don't have to participate um yeah no fair enough and mm. i think we talked about it offline that um howard because they are a hbcu they received some backlash um from the public for having kanye um yeah perform. yeah which is fair in the it's fair to it's pretty much fair but also um i do feel like because it is howard it was receiving a lot more hate just because it was howard um yeah so i don't know the logistics of how it worked um so for yard fest i believe they invite people to come perform but since this was not yard fest something different i don't yeah. know i I don't feel like they invited Kanye to come. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I have no clue about that. Maybe he said he wanted to do it. Either way, obviously, there was an invitation and an exception on one end, right? Um, But I can't really. And people went. I don't know how many now from the video I saw. It didn't seem like it was as many people there as it would have been for yard fest um because if you looked at the crowd too like his choir was in the crowd if i'm not mistaken so that might have inflated it as well the numbers so i don't really know how big of a showing that was um but i feel like honestly if you went to a number of other schools hbcus particularly but other schools with black folks there probably would have been there likely would have been black folks showing up, but to be a yeah. fair criticism of Howard, just because it's an HBCU doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of uh, respectability politics. Because there's a lot of that there, a lot of conservatives, a lot of yeah. respectability stuff going on. So, um, just because people are black and that they're at Howard doesn't necessarily mean that they are quote unquote woke or whatever you want to call it, right? So, but this is not me like trying to like come down on anyone. So, but just saying that is that. I mean, yeah, it's fair to to recognize that people went there and, and be like, oh, you know, these hired folks showed up or et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, I just feel like it probably would have happened anywhere else, too. Or yeah. most other places, too. I ain't going to say everywhere. People would have showed up to check it out. If anything, just to be like, oh, I'm curious to see what this is all about. Exactly. But there's exactly. no way to really, like, distinguish that when you're looking in the crowd versus somebody who's like, oh, I wholeheartedly support Ye. But more of yeah. us support him still then we want to admit i think so in terms of like i was thinking about if i would have would have gone so say for instance they were like oh you know kanye has brought his sunday service to i don't know finji park that's down the road from me Mm -hmm. um so would i go and i certainly would think about it 
um, mm-hmm. more for like curiosity um, right. to see um, what it, what it's about. Because I don't think I fully understand what it is. Like, does he just because because we, we just see just clips? So and you, you know his choir sing and then he says a few words like is there like a proper sermon a message like you know what's what's the agenda like how does it work so mm-hmm. um but then at the same time i'm like uh, i do i would i'm like yourself i don't really want to support the movement because i don't think i believe everything that he's saying that he's representing um as in i I don't know if it's fully sincere and Mm -hmm. coming from him i feel like there's 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 a lot of business moves that are being made but we're going to talk about that but yeah Mm -hmm. so but i wouldn't i don't think i definitely wouldn't judge people for going um Mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of people would just go out of curiosity right yeah Yeah, that's how i feel too it's just i'm not really coming down hard on anybody for still going and checking out the service because i mean i mean we're going to talk about it later we at the very least gave the album one listen so (laughs) you know yeah to talk about it so that's i mean i don't really see the big difference i think it's just real easy for people to um sometimes you know come on come hard on the internet when they very likely if it was something that was convenient for them too if gay is outside blasting gospel music right outside yeah. your dorm your house like you, know, you might you know and not like, not just gospel music like gospel like r&b hits reimagined into gospel music i'm sorry like you know you're <laughs> you're kind of like manipulating me like it's a easy <laughs> it's right. an easy pull in i'm like yeah i want to hear Aaliyah as like a gospel song yeah okay you know sung mm-hmm. by like a black choir yes i do want to hear that so um it's it's very enticing but other outside of the um choir i don't want to hear all the other stuff around it if i'm oh, honest yeah. yeah all his that that's really the thing is his his rants are certain I yeah guess you could call them sermons now i don't <laughs> that that's the problem is i don't want to hear that like um i don't know he's so- I think we're having a hard time letting go. Some of us are. Well, we'll get on to that. So um, I think we, we, so when we talked about like doing a pod, we kind of set, asked each other, like, are we going to listen to the album, Jesus is King? And mm-hmm. <laughs> I think at first you was like, mm, and I was a bit like, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> cause I, I didn't want to, I didn't really want to give it any streams, but I thought, okay, you know what? Let me just give it the once through listen. Uh, I thought it was meh. Um, yeah, as in were... like, you know, a C minus. Yeah, I'll give it that, like a C range. <laughs> I don't think yeah. there was some good beats on there I like. Um, I wasn't, I don't know. It just, didn't, it didn't move me for sure. There's that. Yeah. Um, not really. Um. I think I like the song the, with Fred Hammond. Yeah, that's the one I like the best that I felt like had yeah. some soul or some heart to it. The rest of it was, you know, it was whatever. Like, I ain't saying it's bad or terrible. It's just, nah. Yeah. So, see, yes. So, I thought it was, I thought it was, I think he, again, used some good samples. 
um, well mm. produced. I think he underutilized the choir. I don't mm-hmm. think he. I I was expecting them to feature heavily, and they didn't. Um, there was yeah, a lot of right. him his auto tune singing. Yes. Um, and I think um, Tank, the singer, made a comment to say like, "Why isn't it included in the gospel category?" And honestly, listen to it; it's not a gospel album. It it really don't feel okay. Yeah, it don't yeah. feel like that. Like I was thinking that too this morning. I was like, it don't. Like you said, and I didn't even pay attention to that, right? But that's what's missing, yeah. right? It didn't really have the choir a lot in there. It yeah. just sounded like, oh, he used some gospel samples here and there. Yes. But some of it is like, I, if I heard this out of context, I wouldn't think anything of it as being the gospel song, right? Exactly. Although what- I know there's gospel rap and that might, all of it doesn't necessarily, I guess I was trying to like use that to justify that I know not all gospel rap necessarily has the choir yeah. and stuff, but- I don't know. It but didn't feel like one to me. I, I always think about when I listen to gospel music in terms of how it does it make me feel. So I normally listen to gospel music when I want to feel uplifted mm-hmm. or um, hear a message or something like that. And I didn't feel any of that. I felt like I, I heard a little bit more about Kanye's message. But in terms of like the word or, you know something like that it just didn't resonate with me so for me i think it's fair that it's not considered a gospel album if i'm honest yeah because i i mean even which i would need to look at the lyrics more um like you said yeah the message right yeah was it like i don't even think he was necessary it didn't feel particularly christian i don't know like yeah you talking about you could talk about jesus without actually being like a pastor right or pushing yeah. forth any message i'm not saying he needed to be quoting scripture the whole yeah. time but it just i don't know it just felt like it yeah. just had a little sprinkle of jesus on it you know what i'm saying like it, <laughs> it was yeah, not like, like, that was the main course that it was really just a side have you seen that um south park um clip that's currently circling where um, I don't even watch South Park like that, but mm-hmm. basically they try to do like a um, gospel album and they just take like regular songs and just take out the word like baby and ho and then replace it with um, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <Hey>. that, <laughs> I'm not saying Kanye's album definitely sounds like that, but felt a little bit along those lines like it was just like oh these are my like battles and then on the chorus i'm gonna say like jesus is lord kind of thing so um yeah um but yeah i probably won't go back and listen to it again um as i said i do i didn't really want to give it the streams and Mm -hmm. to be honest i i would even if i um regardless of how i feel about kanye if i thought the album was really good i probably would go and listen to it again but I don't think it was that good for me to to do like repeat listens. I I'm, I wasn't in a hurry. Once I listened to it one way, and the songs are quite short, I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, that's done, and then I moved on. Yeah, I feel the I feel the same. Um, yeah, I was trying to think, would I give it another listen? Not on my own accord. I won't. Like if I'm with somebody or somebody else want to talk about it some more then maybe, mm. but because I feel like I was like, okay, one stream in the grand stream. I don't know how much 
how many streams equal album sale, but I'm like, okay, I'll give it one stream. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, a huge thing. Um, and that's if, and that's the thing in this age of streaming numbers wise, I think it's probably going to do well just purely on people will give it a listen. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you're curious or you just want to know if, what the big fuss is about. But um, I don't think that reflects um, people's love for the album, if that makes sense. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just and that's the thing, right? It's just getting as much attention as it is because it's Kanye, right? Which even mm. if he wasn't being as controversial as he is lately, it would probably still get a lot of attention. Um, well, not probably definitely would, but it's also, there's nothing really novel about this album at all. Right. Like artists have been, there have been artists that have been going back and forth between secular and gospel music, uh, Aretha Franklin, Al Green. Um, so that's nothing new. DMX. Uh, See, that's about to say, we're not going to talk about like rappers (laughs) who use Christianity, uh, Christian themes in their yeah. music without talking about both DMX and Pastor Troy. Um, yeah. There's nothing new on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> artists have been, rap has been, I know Jesus Walks is like a very seminal song and, yeah. and all that, but clearly if we talk about DMX and Pastor Troy, people have been using Christian themes in there, maybe like not in samples, I'm sure, not maybe not quite to the effect or definitely not the success as Jesus Walk had, but. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing novel about it. Gospel rap is a thing and has been a thing for a long time. So, before Kanye, so there's there's nothing really special about it, in my opinion. And that is just the fact that it's it's kind of taboo now because it's yay. <laughs> yeah. And it's like we're not supposed to listen anymore. But then it's also like, but it's Kanye, and he has this track record that yes, I don't know that that, um, that keeps drawing us to it. Just um sorry, like off completely off topic. What mm-hmm. um what's your what's your fave Kanye West song? Um uh, oh. Sorry, might, I should off no 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 off top off top the one I would go with that's that just popped in my head is um off of graduation. Um I don't know the name of the song, but one of those like, did you realize you were a champion? Maybe it's called champion. Oh, okay. I think it's yeah. called Champion. Yeah. yeah, that one is the first one that popped in my head. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, like, I like the chorus on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one right now. But any, um, I mean, there's probably another one of several ones off those first three albums. What about you? Um, For me, um, I would say um, the song that I definitely listen to on repeat is Can't Tell Me Nothing. So, you know, you know, when he had that like battle with like 50 Cent for like the number one um, spot and mm-hmm. think that song, like when you listen to like the lyrics, I think that's probably one of his like best like raps and stuff like that. And also how it was produced. It's I think that's probably for me, whenever I hear it, I always sit and listen to that song. Okay. Right. Solid choice, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, one of the things I was thinking about recently is um, I feel like Kanye is such a polarizing figure. Mm-hmm. He is the male version of Azalea Banks. Because <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I think both of them, they say such outlandish things, but which say like, I would say 80, 90% is you're like, what are you talking about? But there's still that 10, 20% that you're like, okay, I actually agree with you there. So, um, you know, I low-key, and, I low-key yeah, feel like on. that might be disrespecting Azalea Banks. I don't want uh- <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't really follow her like that. Nah, but she I says understand. some crazy stuff. She's like, she, and also thing with Azalea Banks, she comes for everybody. Like she, right. she came for Lizzo recently. She said that um, white women like Lizzo because she's a fat black woman. I was just like, why? Who asked you the question? <laughs> like, where did this come from? Um, right. But then at the same time, she will say something really profound and to the point about like, you know, the discrimination against um, women rappers in hip hop. And Mm -hmm. some of the things that she says, you're like, yeah, I agree with you. You're speaking facts. And then she'll say something like random and I don't know, come for Beyonce or something. It's so strange. And it's like, I want her to win because underneath it all i do think there's someone that is very talented um and i feel like it's the same with like kanye west like you think you like you said based upon his previous track record you're like this is a talented guy we've had great music from him you want him to win but then it he made he's making it very hard to support him or to root for him and i feel the same for azealia banks so i feel like i don't know maybe azealia banks is the woman version of Kanye West or if it's vice versa, but definitely there's some parallels between them. (laughs) But I guess the reason why I say it might be a little bit disrespectful to her is because I don't know that Azalea Banks supports Trump like that. You know, I don't know if the wild stuff that she says is quite to the level of what Ye has been recently. Yeah. For a while, I think there was that that parallel, right? When when we first started seeing Ye going on all these random tr- uh, rants and stuff, um, that was mostly yeah. sort of like directed at like Jay Z and Beyonce and and all this other stuff. But bef- before he really started being like wearing the the MAGA hats and all that, I think that's the level, that's the threshold that crossed that. I don't know if Azalea Banks has said or done anything that crosses that threshold. Uh, I mean, I can't think of the top of my head, but I think she's come close. And I think maybe the difference being just the size of their platforms versus each other, because mm-hmm. um, Kanye West is a international um, figure, um, mm-hmm. um, superstar. He's known all over the world. So that might be just a difference. Because like you said, you haven't had your radar on her. Um, so right. maybe that's why. You, um, you don't see her as in the same like category or lane as Kanye. Well, it's not even, I'm looking, I recognize that, that the differences in platform, right? Um, but I mean, I'm just specifically meaning like if somebody could tell me like, oh yeah, no, she supports Trump too. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, they're the same. But if, okay. if she that's, doesn't. That's almost like the barometer. <laughs> that, that's what I said. That's the threshold to me pretty much. Like yeah. if she's not out here really, I mean, I'm sure she has some, um, maybe like sexist, homophobic, racist, whatever things that she says or whatever. But like, if it's, I don't know if it's, if she's not out here 
completely supporting uh this man a, a bigot like like Trump then yeah she might I don't I don't think she's quite as bad as yay quite as bad okay well opinion. well let's let's I mean let's pull out some of the receipts some of the oh yeah go bars ahead <laughs> that Kanye has thrown out there you know like the classic you know hit that is slavery is a choice um the, the cl- <laughs> followed by um, Trump is my friend you know um, uh-huh. but then also within that same mix there's the Kanye that also is all about um, prison reform and is talking about the loophole in the 13th amendment that's um, causing like mass incarceration for um, black people so mm-hmm. that's where I feel like is the the dilemma, the dichotomy between his stances. So, you know, you have this person on the one hand um, saying, you know, talking stuff about slavery. And then on the other hand, he is, and, you know, I have to say, and his wife are actively trying to work towards prison reform, as it, as it would seem. So mm-hmm. how do you reconcile with that? Um. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a t- <laughs> like I, I don't, break that know, down, Brian. <laughs> to break it down, I I feel like okay, if we go back to Tyler Perry earlier, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of I'm, I'm not really putting everything on the scale, right? But there's a lot of good to be said about what they're doing, but then there's also a lot of bad, right? Nobody's free of critique, mm. and I I don't want to I don't know if it like out ways the other like it's good that they're bringing this um attention and hopefully some change to prison reform i mean there are people who have been working on that and uh more about that life than they have been for a long time but if you know if some somebody with a platform like them can come in and and sort of take that work and actually help make some change that's good um that that's a good thing right but that still doesn't and even if right so trump has um heated or listened to whatever kim ye had to say and pardon a few people right yeah does that mean we cool with everything else trump has been doing no yeah does that so it don't really outweigh it so it's like that's cool that they're doing that he's talking about mm-hmm. that but that doesn't really you know that doesn't necessarily mean that it outweighs all the other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, and you'll have to forgive me. I don't fully understand um, American politics, but mm-hmm. one of the things, so you have the Republican Party and mm-hmm. Democrat. the Democrats, mm-hmm. and which is the one that um, they say black people should support. Uh, Democrats is sort of. I sound really dumb. (laughs) No, no, I mean it's it's, because what y'all have. I don't even know. It was what's y'all parliament like? We have we have Labour and the Conservatives. Labour, okay. Yeah. 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 So which is okay. So like his critique on, like there's a fair critique to be had on why black people shouldn't blindly support Democrats, right? Because Democrats are. Yeah. It's it's such. 
is they're not necessarily all for us specifically and there's historical you know precedent to that right uh yeah. Bill clinton passing the crime bill and and talking about us being super predators and all that with clinton you know it's a it's a lot right uh, just because someone a lot is liberal of history there right white white liberals are not necessarily any better than conservatives right so there's a there's a lot of precedence of why or, or republicans specifically right there's a lot of precedence there right as to why we shouldn't blindly support them yeah and um but and that's a conversation that could be had but when someone like i think kanye and then like a candace owens who is someone black woman that is a Republican and is often used for them, but the way that those conversations and are brought up and had by them are, are not particularly healthy because it's all like, well, you shouldn't support Democrats because, you know, they're not necessarily good for us, but then they completely overlook the fact that you have Republicans who are the vast majority of people out here, uh, you know, suppressing votes and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, it doesn't mean that the, just because the Democratic Party is is not the answer doesn't mean that the Republican Party isn't so or, or me is as well. So, so me as a completely outsider type person, again, this is in I would say the ten percent that I kind of feel like he does have a point. Kanye does have a mm-hmm. point. It's when he talks about w- black people should have the freedom to choose whoever they want to support and I always this is like my mantra like black people we're not a monolith like we're always kind of lumped together and we have to almost kind of like think the same and I do agree Mm -hmm. with him that we don't have to that you can have your opposing opinions and I think about in the context of the UK the whole thing with like Brexit so Mm -hmm. you know there's people in my family that voted for leave and i was you know i voted for remain and they had their reasons that they were like okay we should come out of the eu versus i was like no no no, we need to remain and but as like a black community you you, i couldn't say that yeah we all thought the same because we didn't and i have examples in my family where we didn't so i agree with him there that there shouldn't Mm -hmm. be this pressure that all black people have to vote for one particular party or group or opinion or viewpoint that we can disagree on things. But I think where like you, your point is, is that where you're supporting an organization or a party that does not have black people's interests um, at all, then it kind of, it, it doesn't make sense. And that's probably where I stop agreeing with him if that makes sense <laughs> no that makes perfect sense and, and and you're right like that's that's kind of the um or one of the many conundrums that white supremacy and Conundrum, colonization has has forced us into not just black people but all minorities right is that we are yeah we have to think and act the same which is like like you said we're we don't like we don't all agree on everything and 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 this and we shouldn't be forced to have to but we almost are kind of if we want to get to that point it's, it's, it's a very complex uh yeah. situation right but it's um we were having this conversation in class a couple of weeks ago about it and just how i'm thinking about the whole continent of africa like how are 
all Africans expected to think and act the exact same, right? It's yeah. like, you're talking about across a whole large continent, right? Everybody in one state over here doesn't feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> we, and, 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 um, because we were talking about the book Things Fall Apart. And we, so we had a couple of our professors to it, which are, are both Igbo who came and, um, spoke, but they're from different parts, right? And even within Nigeria, right? And both being Igbo, like they, the languages are different. That, that what they spoke well, a little bit if, even in nigeria there's like how many different languages so when right so i mean i've said this so many times on my podcast but i never get tired of saying it because i always think it needs to be said africa is not a country it's a continent made up of right. several countries and within those countries there are several tribes so exactly. we're so different so when someone says to me like oh like my friend is kenyan it means nothing to me because that's the <laughs> other side of the continent i'm like cool story great and right, <laughs> right but that's right. the problem is like we're all been force-fed that we have to think and act the same that we have to be on one accord when we're just not and that's fine and we shouldn't have to be but yeah going back to the context of i guess the dichotomy of, in the american political system how we're pretty much just a two-party uh, system is, I mean, it's, it's, it's constantly said you're really just picking between the lesser two evils. That shouldn't be the case, but that is yeah. the case right now. And in this case, for the most part, Democratic Party is the one that will at least listen the most and give us the most wriggle room than Republican Party. Yeah. So, so moving on slightly to, um, to the whole like Kanye thing. Did you mm-hmm. did you counsel him, especially after when he was at I call it peak yay when he was wearing <laughs> the hat. He was oh. talking about slavery being, you know, like work experience, he had a choice. Um what had how did you was you kind of did you get to a point where you were just like he's counseled or do you even believe in like council culture? I don't believe in cancel culture. Um, right. <laughs> I, and honestly, before all that, I honestly kind of, I don't say gave up on Ye. It's definitely not canceled, but I definitely sort of lost interest. I have had a waning interest in Kanye since 808s and Heartbreaks, honestly. It's been a down right. for me. Um, when when that album came out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's all right. It's a little different. It's not necessarily 100% my cup of tea. But it's cool, and I recognize. Oh, you know, everybody say his mama died and all that. He's working through something. Then my beautiful yeah. dark twisted fantasy come out. Completely. Yeah, I don't think that. I even. I don't think I even listened to that album. See, and I. But it's everyone says it's as great as okay work work of art, right? That's what I hear. Like, and I concede that I think I agree. It's not my favorite <laughs> album of his. I like Blame Game a lot on there, but. It's not an album. Like when that album came out, that's when I said, "Oh, we're never getting that." As we say, "Oh, Kanye back." We're never getting the college dropout era, Kanye back. No, which I to think a degree, that was gone. Yeah, to a degree, it's fine. And I'm like, I employ like there's a lot of other artists that I listen to who have grown and changed their music. Some of them, like I enjoy them so much more because they've grown and their music has changed, and I I I love it a whole lot more. Some of them, I'm like, mm, I'm not trying to hear that, but. I support you as an artist in your growth and you do 
whatever you want to do. I don't have to continue to listen to it. I listen to your old stuff, but I might not oh, listen okay. to your new stuff. And so that's how I've been with yeah, even before that happened. Yeah. All the mega hat and stuff happened. So cause like when Jesus came out, I was like, okay, I'm done. And then the life of Pablo came out. I was like, oh, this is slightly better, but it sounds like he's pandering. It sounds like he's trying to be like, no, I'm still the old yay. And I was like, yeah, eh. it got a couple of listens at the time. Don't care about. I mean, there was some it. good samples on there. Ultralight beams is a good yeah. song. <laughs> but see, he messes it up. Like that's that's why I feel like I'm like, oh, this is you're trying. Wait, not ultralight beam. Wait, is that the one where he talked about the the bleach? Oh, is that where he says he got bleach on his t-shirt? Now he's an asshole. Yeah, is that ultralight beam? No, that's not ultralight beam. That's the, no, uh, that's not an ultra ultralight beam. I think it's the one that's got like Kelly Price and like yeah, it's really yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a really good. That's a really good joint. Like you want to talk about gospel <laughs> and his music? That yeah. was the better gospel album with that with that yeah. song alone. But it's the it's the other joint. Like he, that's like it's stuff that he was doing. I was like, oh, you trying? It's like it's like the the record labels is like, oh, you know, like do Kanye West type of music. And that's what you're trying to do is like, instead of just being, well, that old Kanye West. But, yeah. so I've already kind of, he's already been just on the eh, scale for me anyway. So once he started doing all this other stuff, it's not, it's like, it wasn't no big deal to me. I was like, I'm not really listening to him like that anyway. But um, in terms of like cancel culture, it's, as we said, everybody has their faults right there's some some obviously more egregious than others there's different yeah. levels to it um <laughs> like like mr robert kelly <laughs> yes yes now that is somebody who who does need to be canceled but um yeah. <laughs> but for the for the most part it's is a is a complex thing right at times um yeah and somebody's gonna say or do something that's kind of wild and inappropriate but we all do we all need the opportunity to kind of learn from our mistakes and grow and do better and and uh you know i was about to say make reparations not necessarily reparations but you know like sort of like try to actually make up for the harm we've done and all of that but the only thing i would say there is um i watched um the interview that kanye has done recently with um big boy Mm-hmm. Um and um he talks about being counseled. Um and I'll Wait, hold insert... up. which big boy is this? Is this big boy like big boy neighborhood or big boy from Outcast? Um Big Boy that's a DJ. <laughs> okay, so that big boy. Not, okay. Not big boy from Outcast. <laughs> okay, okay. That that's Oh, there's there's two DJs, isn't there? Um uh, well no, there's there's big boy that's like the radio jockey and has been yeah. for a while and then there's big boy that's outcast and oh, yeah, when you not- said it earlier my mind went to big oh boy from outcast. You, no like, wonder you was asking me like big boy interviewed um kanye west that's strange and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no this, it, didn't, um- <laughs> it didn't hit me till just now i was like duh there's two of them like <laughs> no the um radio dj guy um okay, so yeah gotcha. so on his platform he um interviewed um kanye recently and he asked kanye like directly like what do you feel like does it bother you that people have tried to counsel you or you know that kind of thing and i'll insert the clip of that interview in here but we don't make kobe's legacy be about one torn ligament and my legacy ain't about oh he got mid 12 that just come with the level of sport i'm playing at 
What you talking about? People's trying to sun me left and right. Strategize. I've been canceled. Right. I've been canceled before they had cancel culture. I was canceled before they had the term. Do you care about any of that? I do. I care about everything. Mm -hmm. He's gotten to the point where he can't please everybody, so he's not trying to. But then at the same time, I still felt watching the interview, he was still looking for acceptance from black people and from white people. There's still, there's still that there. So for someone that just doesn't care, does care a lot, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. If you have to but, talk about how much about how much you don't care, you probably do care a lot. Um, do we are we being judgmental? And as Christians, that is that completely the opposite of what Christianity is is about. Like you know, somebody's coming to you and saying that I've changed and you know mm -hmm. I've now turned to God. Shouldn't we at least give them a chance? Well, let's see. Well, Christians being judgmental ain't nothing new. Uh, <laughs> but, a judgmental uh, Christian? Never. <laughs> I think that's fair. And maybe that's, that is somewhat fair, right? And I think that's why I, I like that song the most, the one with Fred Hammond on it, because that's what he was talking about, right? On that one. And yeah. I, so one thing from a source that, is well, I don't know how to say personal to him, but they they work with him. That I I've been told they were like, oh no, he when you talk to him, he's really about that that Jesus life. And I'm like, oh okay, um, okay. That's what I mean. That's one source, one person. I don't really know that well that <laughs> that told me that, but um, I just I always have to ask like, how much character is Christianity worth? I don't really think it's worth that much, right? personally and i say that as a christian baptized all that go to church still <laughs> but, like faith is important to me but also on, on one end right there's this thing like people try to turn their life around and they turn to religion specifically we talk about at this point christianity as yeah they're you know doing better and that should be applauded and that's fine but also in my opinion just because you're a christian or you're using christianity to say that you're being a better person doesn't really mean you're being a better person you being a christian doesn't mean you're a better person than anybody else out there at any other religion or who doesn't subscribe to any religion in my opinion because if we want to go through the history we could talk about <laughs> all mean, the harms that the, the religion has been used so to me that's why it's like it i get it i completely get it I, like i, I got homies i don't who, think he's trying to say he's a he's better than other people i think he's trying to say he himself is a better version of himself okay um and and i think people have been not convinced that this is a new version of himself and i remember i saw a, tr um, a tweet that she said that um we can't judge someone someone's salvation just because they've sinned publicly because all of us have done some questionable things in our past and you know some people reach a point where they're like right i'm gonna turn my life around and i'm gonna try mm -hmm. and do better should we be giving him a chance to think like okay yeah he's turned his life around um or do we think it's another because like he said himself he's reinvented himself is this just a, another incarnation of like his public persona uh, i mean i guess what i'm, I'm getting at is like i don't know it's it could be yeah and but even if it is 
does that really take away from the harm that he's done or is it right. does it mean he's not going to continue to cause the same harm in the future is 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 my point like what good is it being like oh i'm a better version of myself because i'm a christian but you still out here talking about slavery was a choice even though he said i guess he took that back but you still out here bigging up trump and and you know what i'm saying like what 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 does that mean to me nothing like absolutely okay. nothing i don't care about about it personally um that's my opinion on it and no yeah and i mean black people are not a monolith we can think differently it's fine yeah <laughs> you know africa's a <laughs> continent i don't know if you've heard um yes, yes. <laughs> so so um one thing i just wanted just to like ask your opinion and it's a bit of a silly thing um there's a clip going around where he's telling his wife kim kardashian mm-hmm. that he's not happy in terms of how she dresses that she dresses too sexy um <laughs> as a guy What's your opinion on that? Like, would you, if it was your partner and, you know, you met her and, you know, she dressed, you know, a certain sexy way, um, but now you're exclusive, um, you know, with each other, is there an expectation that she should change? Would you ask her to change? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, you married... And this is not putting Kim down at anything about that. Like you lusted after her, yeah, because of her public appeal, her sex appeal. You married her knowing that there's a sex tape out there of her, right? Not 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 putting it down. Like these are the things that you clearly were fine and attracted with beforehand. And yeah. you, I. So if I'm in that situation, like I'm not going to ask you to turn it down now because we're exclusive right which men do that a lot it's like oh you need to only be sexy for me no like let her do and wear what she want to wear and do what she want to do that's comfortable she was doing it before me then she needs not need to but you know it's up to her to continue to do it after we get together or not or if she want to change or or whatever like if she want to wear what she want to wear she has complete agency over her own body and i agree with you but (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do I kind of get it if you've maybe gone through a change in your life so like I said like say for instance um, maybe um, my husband maybe I was wearing like you know very revealing clothing and mm-hmm. my husband he met me like that you know whatever and then he is you know he is saved and then all of a sudden it's going down a certain path. I can understand maybe him asking me the question, um, but I guess the difference being that it's a question, not a command. And true, um, true. he can then, I can then decide whether I want to join him on his journey as well and go down that same path as well. And then maybe I might decide to dress more like modestly. Cause I do, I think like people in a relationship, people change, will change and can change. Mm-hmm. So, um, just the same way I might meet my husband and be okay that he maybe he smokes weed, mm-hmm. and then decide later that I don't think we should be doing that, and I might ask him to change. That's, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that and that's fair, right? Like, like you said, people, we we're gonna grow and change as life goes on and when you have a partner in there you're either gonna i guess find some compromise or something and grow and change together or you know it's fair also that 
no, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not changing. This is who I am. And this yeah. is who I was for you met me and it's not a problem. So either yeah. get with it or, or roll on. So and that's why we have divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or, it doesn't necessarily have to get to that. I'm just, but I'm that's saying like, it's fair. Divorce. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's a, it's a, I'm just saying it's, it's kind of fair depending on what it is. Like, you said he asked like, it's different to like ask and bring it up versus or yeah. express your concern right that's that's what you should be able to do within a relationship so there's nothing problematic with that but it's like i don't necessarily have that expectation or that or you shouldn't be making a demand that she do it right it shouldn't be yeah well now that i'm saying you need to be uh wearing just uh, un- what is it? Pantyhose and <laughs> and all that stuff. Now, <laughs> the, the only thing I would say is that my mom always tells me. Well, my mom and my dad always tell me this story because my parents are divorced, and my dad always says the best thing your mom did for me, apart from birthing my first three children, obviously, is um <laughs> my mom made him quit smoking. Um, so, um, when she met him, he was a smoker and, Mm. um, when she had me, she just was like, no, he can't smoke, um, anymore. It's like, you know, it's bad for his health. And also to be honest, we, they, she just was like, we can't afford for him to buy cigarettes. So, Mm. um, she literally made him quit. And my dad is a proper like non-smoker to the point where when I first heard this story, I think I was like maybe like 12 or 13. And mm-hmm. I, the first thing I was like, oh my God, you used to smoke. Cause I had no idea. It was never, he, mm-hmm. com- he went completely cold to the point where he's, also, he's so anti-smokers as well. So mm-hmm. I suppose there are, I think, situations where you're, you might change a relationship and your partner might say, you know, can you make these changes? But like I always say, it has to be a request because he didn't have to do it. Um, right. But he definitely did it because of the pressure from my mum. Right. And, and that would be an example of a change for the better, for sure, right? Yeah. A better definitely. health decision, better financial decision in that case. But, but Kanye might be thinking that he's helping, like Kim, like, you know, getting mm-hmm. her closer to salvation. And Bye. that's what she thinks. But it's also, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some things where it, it depends. Like, it, 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 it depends. Like, there are some constant things like if you constantly are breaking your arm for no good reason and i'm like hey could you stop doing that i mean i sure, mean that's, yeah that's a general like yeah that's a that's a good I thing mean, it's like oh you know what my arm doesn't hurt anymore because i don't keep breaking it like it's, <laughs> but, i don't know that's that's us you know i suppose this is similar with the smoking analogy like you know my mom stopped him from killing himself i get what you're saying so yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's the same um, with with your wife's dress um i don't think it is but <laughs> yeah in in his mind but once again like you said in his mind he's thinking it's better i mean completely um well stay on on the same topic just asking you like a personal question say if you was married or you was with somebody that um you know takes um i don't know naked pictures or stuff like that Ooh. would you be okay dating someone like you personally that does that for their work um yeah so you know i think about that sometimes if i would you know how i feel about dating someone who engages in sex work in in whatever kind of form um i don't know 
I don't know. As of right now, like I would lean towards saying I just wouldn't be in a relationship with that person. Yeah. Um, because I don't know how comfortable I feel about it, but then again, if I was comfortable with it, like if so, if I started dating and decided to marry uh, a stripper, right? And mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with it to the point that I can marry. Yeah. You, then um, I'm not going to necessarily ask you to do it. I mean, to stop afterwards. right? Yeah. Like yeah. I would imagine that we have had conversations or stuff about up front. it beforehand. Yeah. Up front about, well, even if we have kids, if you're going to keep dancing, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I mean, I yeah. might change my mind on it later but and i can express that i changed my mind on it later but i don't think it's fair for me to to feel and think that she needs to change her mind on it right so yeah see i'm quite straightforward i definitely wouldn't date a male stripper but i think that's more about my feelings about male strippers i think they're creepy but anyway let's move on That's so sexist. I cannot believe this. No, you know what? I've been to like, um, oh gosh, I'm really going to say this. Yeah, I've been to like a strip club before, uh, as in with women. Um, But the thought of going to like um, a male strip club, as in like with men strippers, absolutely, I was like, I would never do it. (laughs) Absolutely not. The thought of it just makes me cringe. But okay. that's another story for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of like Kanye talking about he's gonna he wants to go back and sanitize his like back catalog? Like, do you um he he wants to so he's basically saying that he he wouldn't be able to perform some of his like previous hits um because of the content. And he's thinking of, you know, if he was to perform it, he would have to do, um, he would change some of the lyrics. And he's, I think he's already doing it for some of his songs already. What mm-hmm. do you think about that? I actually like that. That's a, a sign of growth that I like, you know? Okay. Because um, I think about that too with myself. Not that I am an artist, but I even think about some of the music that I listen to and would be performing for myself and all that I, I edit it now too or i think about it like if i was a musician like the stuff mm. that i would have been rapping or singing about back when i was i mean even five six years ago is yeah like i couldn't do it now like i would definitely have to i wouldn't necessarily not perform songs but like you said if he's editing it and all that i i, I don't find a problem with that i think that's actually a good thing it'll be interesting to know what the edit yeah. i mean to our earlier conversation is he just gonna replace the the words ho and babe with jesus we don't know right well okay you know, <laughs> if he does, i mean yeah i guess it also it depends on how the edit sounds or whatever but yeah. ultimately that's that's a performance choice right and yeah. if you don't if you don't like it uh, uh, presumably you have the album um yeah you got and you, you just, can just go listen, listen to, to the stuff. original now, what I will say, because, you know, like on streaming platforms, they can change the stuff down, you know, like because it's streaming. Yeah, it could it could change at any point in time. So I don't know if he's talking about doing that, which once again, you know, I mean, there's well, still other ways to get it. But that's you know what? This is slightly off topic, but the whole mm-hmm. streaming thing. So I, for the first time, have like a Spotify uh-huh. um, account, like a paid account. 
um and i was i stuck with buying my music and mm-hmm. i was thinking about that out the other day like i'm not building a music collection if that makes sense mm-hmm. i'm building playlists in spotify which to be honest with spotify disappears tomorrow i don't have any of my music so right. i was i've literally gone back now to buying not even um just buying downloads but also um buying physical copies so mm. i bought um solange's album a seat at the table on vinyl um Ooh. i was gonna buy scissors album her first album on vinyl as well i also i'm, I'm buying a lot of stuff on vinyl because i have a record player now i'm very posh okay um okay. but Ooh. i i so do dear. think <laughs> i'm fancy um <laughs> I do think it's important that we buy out buy the music because like you said, like these streaming platforms, otherwise they can just change the version. They could take away like the explicit version of, of a song and you just don't have access to it anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Cause I actually, you know, I have vinyl too. Um, Ooh, you fancy yeah, too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> up across the society, you know, <laughs> but um, like I just got in, two albums recently which i haven't really been buying a lot lately um because you know finances but um yeah. i just so sampled the great who is a, a artist i like a lot I, I bought her two albums on um vinyl and got those recently so when it's stuff and you said seat at the table i'm like dang i probably should get that one too so it's stuff yeah. that like you know when i really really rock with it like rock with artists and all that like i i will purchase it on vinyl and then also like versus like a cd or whatever yeah to me like the the vinyl feels like a, a more of a i don't know a better set piece like if i'm going to pay for something physically that i'm technically already paying for it digitally well let me go ahead I, and do that you know with cds the only place i can actually play my cds is um, i've still got a dvd player Mm-hmm. which is very very dusty but still connected to my tv because the other day i was i found a whole stack of um cds i had like 112's album danny t kane mm-hmm. um some old faith evans and i was just like mm-hmm. okay where can i play this i can't play it in my laptop because i don't have a cd drive um i don't have a cd player or stereo so i was just like i think i can play it on my dvd player so i'm actually gonna go and buy a cd player because i'd like to be able to play my collection okay yeah, and when the apocalypse yeah. comes and the internet goes missing you know this is what we need to have access to our music this is true this is yeah. true i do have like a very large cd collection which is at my parents house right now because i same thing i mean i have a cd player in my car still but i don't really use it oh, okay um and yeah probably can play it on uh my playstation and i do have a cd player still at I think it's at my parents' house. Does it still work? I don't know. But I have a Walkman okay. now, too. Um, Ooh, an actual Walkman. I was talking about that on uh, one of our episodes um, where I had um, DJ Impulse, Nathan, and we were mm-hmm. saying that when we first got our first Walkman, how excited we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have one. I mean, which I, I had them back when, obviously, people were still listening to Walkmans, too. But I, I, I got one maybe a few years ago to play, which I... I don't know where most of my old cassettes are, um, but I, I I got a few like one artist I listen to they um 
I got like a signed cassette from them, sort of like a collector's edition. So I was like, it would be nice to have ah, nice. something like that. Um, I know my parents' cassettes are still at the house. I don't know what happened to mine because I know I had actual albums plus several mixtapes, but I don't know where those are anymore. They might be gone. Okay. But um, yeah. But but anyway, like versus like a CD player. Like I feel like if I'm gonna spend money on the physical, like I just think the vinyl is a little more a nicer yeah. aesthetic. There's something special about vinyl. Yeah, but it's yeah because. Like you said, though, they could change. Like, I realized that I think the first time I really paid attention that, oh, streaming is is very temporary was with um, the game. He's dropped his album Documentary 2 when that came out, whenever that was. And, like, I was listening. Me and my homie was listening to it a lot. And then one of the, my, my favorite songs on there, one day I was listening and I was like, this ain't the same song this ain't the same ah, sample like, like it was it the out. same lyrics right but i guess like the sample never really cleared right so they had uh, to go back and they changed up the beat which was like it was kind of simple similar but it wasn't the same and then i was like oh yeah this stuff they could change at any nah. point in time like some songs like some albums matter of fact i was talking to somebody about this yesterday with um uh childish gambino awaken my love like it was pulled off of my playlist. Why? I don't know. But one day I didn't, I realized it. I was like, this album's not on it anymore. And then I looked in the, um, so I went back to the album to re-add it and it made it like I had never even listened to the album any, at all. Oh, okay. Like it didn't have, you know, and I use Google Play. And so where it lists how many plays you have. And I know it had to have at least 60 plays for every song and it was zero. And I was like, that's, that's weird. So, Yeah. It's temporary. <laughs> so, in conclusion, kids, go and buy physical copies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's take a moment. Okay, so, Brian, we have mm. come to the end of the podcast. The way my fingers are crossed that this actually records okay. <laughs> <laughs> And we've not just like wasted like you know an hour just talking to ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for coming on the pod. Um, where can the listeners find you? Uh, well, thank you for having me. And oh, you're you, welcome. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at bjinx. It's my my main account. So b j y n x. Um, the podcast Twitter account is at thoughts and eyes. That's a n d. E-Y-E-S And um, can I just say that that's not thoughts as in that hoe over there That's oh, sorry. thoughts <laughs> like, your, your brain thoughts <laughs> just, just for the UK listeners Just so we don't get confused So yeah <laughs> Oh no that's a whole nother podcast that maybe let, me, let me go ahead and We're going to record that, that podcast later <laughs> But yeah, sorry, I've completely interrupted you. So go say your no, no, um, no. handle again for the podcast. So B Jinx B J Y N X. Um, thoughts and eyes. Thoughts is in your brain. A N E Y E S. And uh, you can find the podcast pretty much anywhere. I, I, I host it from Anchor.fm, but it's on uh, Google uh, Google Podcasts. Apple, Spotify, should be on Spotify, and all the main ones, Castbox, and all that. Cool. 
and um, as always you can find color out the box on instagram facebook and twitter do use the hashtag color out the box or at me um, if you want if you have any opinions if you listen to the um jesus is i keep wanting to say jesus is lord jesus is king album um you have your own opinions do share you can at me and brian join the conversation um or what do what are your thoughts about council culture and do you counsel or do, do you not think it exists um so let us know so um thank you brian for partaking and being ever so impatient because it's morning for you um and until next time we'll see you later bye bye avoid legal snags by telling the person you're recording um hi brian i'm recording this call thank you